Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes, Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hi, this is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we are here with Jacob Walsh. Hello, hello. And Miss Abigail Gardner. Hey guys, what's going on? All right. So we said last week that we we're going to talk about Ghostbusters. Uh, this is what we've promised to the people, and we have a bad habit of delivering around these parts. So, uh, <laughs> or a good habit. We have a habit, and we're not going to break uh, that trust, that bond that we've been building with our, our. We can't quit it. We can't quit you, audience. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters this week. Uh, there's a lot going on in the Ghostbusters community, as always. We're going to cover a wide range of subjects, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. Before we even get started on that stuff, I feel like we might be stressed out. A little What's bit. What's the stress level, guys? What is everybody's stress level going? I'm at like a nine. It's up. It's getting up there. Uh, it's bordering on it. Uh, maybe an eight right okay. now. It's getting on up there. On a scale of one to... Amber. <laughs> Amber alert! You're having an amber alert. Stress. Yeah, guys, mine's probably mine's probably like a blood orange right now. Mm. Mm. Mine's a silver alert. It's when um, old people go missing. It's a silver oh, alert. oh, jeez. No, that's a real thing. Is that a real oh, really? thing? Yeah, you've never that gotten ageist? a ageist. No, I, I didn't ageist. think real people existed or old people existed. I just <laughs> thought that was like a fairy tale. So it's just a myth. Yeah. yeah, if the kids from uh, Robin Hood got a silver alert, they'd be like, what is this? We don't, we don't hang out with old people. We they don't, don't get them. it. Um, they must, there must be some missing pirates. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that in Peter Pan, that uh, those kids, the Lost Boys, they, all old people are pirates. Like, I feel bad yeah. for the other it's old just, people that it's li- just live what in they know. You don't get old, you become a pirate. It's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, yeah and, um, and what do you think about it? You would want to grow old to be a pirate. Yeah, those guys live a good life. They just go around being pirates. It's a great retirement plan. Now, if all pirates are, or all adults are pirates in Neverland, then when you become a pirate and you're, I don't know, robbing ships, ships and doing pirate things, <laughs> it's other pirates you're encountering. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, I mean, pirate if, pirate. if all adults are pirates, then yeah. I'm just about to blow everybody's minds. What if all pirates are adults? Ooh. Wait. Okay. Okay. I am the captain of the ship now. <laughs> I think that we're, there, there's going to be a mutiny. Have we exhausted the pirate discussion? Yeah, I think, I'm yeah, good I think on it's pirates. over. Okay. I think we were good on pirates my, in like the hey, year 2002 my... when pirates peaked. And <laughs> that... we all had like the pirate week and like renaissance festivals and we got all pirated out. Okay. Hey, that so. pirate conversation has put my blood orange like stress level <laughs> into the red. Because I am so stressed. <laughs> All right, let's just get going. Yes, have some Jake, podcast. Jake, what are you stressed about, man? What's stressing you out, guys? Do you know that Dragon Con is in like five months? What? Yes, that, yes I did know that. is it. It's like five months, and yeah, uh, it like it's stressing months. me. It's stressing me out. Uh, costumes are stressing me out. I got What's your like, lineup. I got costumes and costumes in the works, and then I got one that I'm kind of 
stressing about because I think it might not get ready in time and I've already put some time and money into it and and now it's just kind of sitting in a corner because I'm working on these other costumes and I'm just, I don't know, it's stressing me the fuck out. Well, you seem pretty vague. Are you trying, are these like costumes that are under wraps? Like you just want to refer to them as like costume No, no, a, no, no. Uh, I, I started work on an X-Wing pilot. Um, I really want to get that going. I got a helmet, bought a helmet, put the helmet together, and now it's just kind of sitting in the box unpainted. Uh, I don't have any of the rest of the costume uh, collected, just the helmet. Uh, it's something that I wanted to have ready. I could maybe still swing it. I mean, five months is, I got some time. I'm not, yeah. I'm not ruling it out, but, uh, I also have two new Ghostbuster uniforms that will be in play at Dragon Con. So Ooh. working on Good. a little bit of everything. Going back to the X-Wing. Now, is this a, an original X-Wing pilot or a Force Awakens? Um, no, yeah, it's, it's the original, uh, I, I bought an original kit, put it together and I haven't painted, painted it yet, partly because I haven't decided how I want to paint it. You know, those X-Wing helmets, you can paint them however you want. Customize. You can, yeah, I, I, I can't decide if I want to customize or if I just want to do a Luke. His um, looks the coolest, but it's the most agreed. complicated. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it takes a lot of skill. Um, you can do it, Jake. You can do it. You're a, by, you're a skilled guy. By the time that this yeah. episode is out, the new trailer for Rogue One will be out, so maybe you'll have some new inspiration for uh, X-Wing pilot design. Girl, Dude, yeah. you're right. Helmet. You're, you're completely oh my right. God. I can't believe that's dropping tomorrow. I'm Guys, so I have a confession to make, and this is not going to be my what's stressing, but I always, and whenever referring to an X-Wing helmet, I always call it an X-Wing pilot, and I hate <laughs> myself for it. <laughs> I've done it like any of my friends making X-Wing helmets. I'm like, oh, cool. How are you going to paint your X-Wing pilot? <laughs> and they just ignore me. You but paint silver pants blue. It's it's really embarrassing. That's embarrassing. We all have those things, though, that we switch. Uh, uh, what, are you guys are you guys doing any new uh, costumes for Dragon Con? Yeah, I actually I just ordered a blue flight suit. I'm going to be doing the race dance, um, the Screaming Heroes figure from the Kenner line. Nice. And, um, it's got, like, yellow accents. And it also has, like, a silver diaper vest that I'm not going to do. Oh, um, no, 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 no. you got to do the diaper <laughs> vest. Dude, you got to do it. You it's going to be it. figure accurate. Um, but, no, <laughs> that is in the works. And then there's also, is it a secret project or are we talking about it yet? I don't know what you're referring the to. The Highway Haunter. Oh, go for it. Yeah, well, we're you gonna... just talked about it. So Guys, I, I just dropped out. the bomb, so it's out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, um, you know, they do, if you've been to Dragon Con or if you've seen any of the Beatdown Boogie videos, which I watch pretty religiously, um, you've seen probably the vehicles, like the Power Wheels cars that people ride in the parade, and then also alternately just around the hotels. And um, I've found, uh, after looking not for very long, I actually stumbled upon like a Volkswagen Beetle Power Wheels car, and it's like uh, obviously a convertible, and it's for little children, and I think I can fit in it. And we've got some friends, Jake, you know, um, Hal, who's worked on that uh, Jurassic Park, the Jeep. Um, for sure. Customizing that, yeah. So I'm hoping to like put some no-ghosts on the sides, do a little bumper. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think there's like an auxiliary cord, so maybe get the speakers souped up, and we can, you know... We can ride around DragonCon. Have a good time. I can't wait to ride around DragonCon in that thing. Although I don't think it's going to accept me. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's the weirdest. You just gotta that's force a good, yourself. Yeah, 
Uh, I just made it seem like I was going to have a deep conversation with the power wheels <laughs> to ask uh, if it accepts me, like, and the things that I do and, like, my whole belief like, as structure. As a person, <laughs> I think it's pretty open-minded. That's an open-minded I think it's gonna power be good. wheels. I think it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to seeing that, uh, that, yeah, that it's, outfit it's all put together. Yeah, it's based off of that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. And over the next couple months, we're going to be talking about DragonCon a lot. Obviously, um, for anybody listening, DragonCon's a huge part of our life, and it's... Uh, where we have PKE surge every year, uh, we're going to be talking about that uh, more in depth a little bit later. And uh, yeah, it's just a giant party. It's a big celebration. Uh, so if you've never been to Dragon Con, uh, it's Labor Day weekend every year in Atlanta. And uh, I can't really compare it to San Diego Comic Con because uh, I've never been. But I don't know. Everybody who comes says they have the best time compared to other cons. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's super intimate. You get intimate with everybody. Very intimate. A lot of closed door, you know, no phones, no audio. Uh, no regrets. We should actually dedicate a whole episode to some of the weird stuff we've seen at Dragon yes. Con. Oh, for sure. Let's Absolutely. do That's a good idea. Dragon that's Con a good Confessions? Idea. Yep. That's going to be an episode. We should do that a little closer. That's 3 a.m. wandering around in like half a bikini, like stumbling into the anime rooms and Man. The, like, the bowels of the hotels. Dude, now that you I've bring that there. up, now that you bring that up, we're doing that right now. Just, just scrap oh, this episode, God. scrap yeah. everything, scrap Let's the talk guests. About the we're pizza. doing Dragon Con stories. Leave all, Papa John's. I think as all we're all Dragon Con veterans. I mean, this is going to be my ninth year. I'm sure you guys are around the same. And Eight, yeah. I've seen some weird shit go down at Dragon Con. Yeah, I've seen some uh, some weird elevator. drunken, you know, rants and fights and room, weird shit with roommates and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and some moments of real beauty too, like in spite of all that, like you, <laughs> you see it all. Yeah, and we it's do a, mean it's everything. Fun. It's very fun. Cool. Well, thank you, Jake. Thanks for being stressed out this week with us here at the Yes Have Some podcast. For sure. I guess I'll go next. Um, this is going to turn into some sort of weird, like confessional. Um, but here we go. So, uh, maybe some of, you know, maybe none of, you know, uh, guns and roses got back together oh. and, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why this is the confessional. I was really excited about the original guns and roses getting back together. And like, I started hanging out on the guns and roses message boards last week, trying to get wow. a feel for what the fan base was all about. Learning a lot about Craig tonight. Oh yeah. Well, here's what I learned. No None of my friends care and they've all been making fun of me. You've been turned down. Yeah. Been, here's two more. <laughs> We're not going either. So they're going on tour and, uh, here's, here's the thing. This is the way I look at it. I love when things happen in pop culture that were never supposed to happen. So, like, Slash and Axel getting back together was never supposed to happen. A third Ghostbusters movie was never supposed to happen. Me getting off my ass and starting a podcast was never really supposed to happen. But I'm excited about Guns N' Roses. They're coming in the Georgia Dome. I'm going to buy two tickets, and I'm just putting out an open invite. Who's coming with me? <laughs> Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. We should have it. a contest. We're going to have – that's it. it. It's which the, whoever applies is the first one they're going to oh, get. Oh, so the, the one person who who enters this contest gets we'll to go with you? poker. Just like the way that you won tickets to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's another story for <laughs> another talk time. talk about that story. We'll do that story another time. Dude, Here's I'll go. I'll fucking go. So you're going to go now? You're going to go? Dude, Wait I'll a minute. go. Fuck it. I'll, it I mean – It'd be well, a, now I want to go, too. I want to go make fun of you for an hour watching Jake and Abby Guns fighting for the ticket. 
Oh, you think it's going to be an hour? We're talking. We got to get there two hours ahead of time. And then you. Craig's neurotic as fuck. <laughs> and, then, and then you got to wait. You got to wait. And you know that they're not hitting the stage on time. It's going to be. We're talking. This could be a 12 hour investment of your time. Mm. And oh, they could do like uh, a 30 minute set. So. I don't know, man. All right, guys. Here's the here's the thing. Are am we I gonna go? Out? I'm gonna, am I gonna go? Probably. But this is the one thing I wanted to say. So I'm sure a lot of people listening are message board people. We all hang out on forums and message boards. We know how crazy they are. We know how wrapped up we. You see on the Ghostbusters boards, people get very wrapped up in their own worlds. So some of the things I saw on the Guns N' Roses message board this week are just. It's kind of why I wanted to talk about this because they're too funny to not bring up. So. The first thing I noticed, this is mygnrforum.com, if anybody wants to sign up. At this point, I'm just a lurker. I haven't signed up. I'm a guest. Um, the night of the reunion show last week in Los Angeles, there was, uh, people were posting what they were drinking. They were taking pictures of the alcohol in front of their computer and posting it. So everybody's kind of going through, like, here's the beer I'm drinking. Here's the whiskey I'm drinking. And then I'm scrolling through, like, oh, my God, these people are pretty pathetic. And I get to one, and this guy just has a picture of one beer, five joints, and a rolled-up $5 bill. And he's like, guys, dot, 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 I'm so ready for tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, he's got your Signing up ticket. right now. There's yeah. your friend. Uh, so that was, that was the first thing I really liked. The other thing I liked was the best comment I saw as this whole reunion was unfolding was one guy goes, man – I'm pretty sure Guns N' Roses is back to save rock and roll. Holy oh, shit. Oh, my God. Not with that female keyboardist. Right. So, <laughs> people not, were mad about that. People were pissed off. Um, here's There's the thing. There's some crossover between, like, GB fans and GNR fans. Well, I, there is crossover between uh, hardcore Ghostbusters fans and it's Guns... It's just Craig, actually. It's just... <laughs> I'm trying to... Dr- dr- There's the trying one. to have a correlation... Between uh, Guns N' Roses fans, there is a there is a correlation. It's a lot of angry dudes, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they hate their families and they hate their friends and they hate themselves. They kind of hate Axl Rose, but they love him too. Yeah, that's how we all feel. Yeah. All right. Well, my embarrassing stress has now been revealed to the world. How's yeah. everybody? Is everybody still with us? How do we top it? I don't know. <laughs> how do I embarrass myself? Uh-huh. Abby. Yeah. What are you stressed about? I'm a little. My stress is like divided between two things. One is a continuing stress, ongoing from last week. I am still in love with Deadpool. I went and saw it again, y'all. I I went to theaters to see it this time. I paid for a ticket. Um, I had a whole night to myself. And what do you mean this time? You t- is are you- this like an admittance of something illegal? <laughs> I was at a friend's house, and they were watching it. How you know? However, you do that, like within your own home. I don't want to get arrested here. I don't want to get a knock knock at the door. But like, yeah. So the first time it was just on, and I was kind of like glancing at it casually, and then was like, oh, I think I like this a lot. Then I went home and watched it myself, and then I had to see it again. So I went and saw it in theaters on Monday night, and I paid like a good citizen and a good human being. Um, and I brought my own fruit snacks in. And it was a nice little crowd, and it was even more spectacular in theaters than, obviously, it was on, like, a small screen in your home. Um, 
the soundtrack struck me even more so this time than it did initially, and I've been listening to it, like, all day today, and I am, like, I'm just gonna admit it, I think the Deadpool is, like, creeping its way up into my heart, and I think it's, like, almost, it's rivaling Guardians of the Galaxy, like, the fact that it has a soundtrack that is this solid, that makes me this happy, that I can go through each song and just, like, have a dance party in my bathroom and, like, feel awesome about myself and remember each moment as it plays, um, I just think that's spectacular. I think that's probably why James Gunn praised this movie so highly. Um, but anyway, I'm just, it's like, I don't want to admit it, but I, I think I'm going to be leading the conga line at Dragon Con this year. For oh, oh, oh. I'm going to get in a whole fucking costume, y'all. I don't know what's happening to me. Um, but also the other half of my stress is something that's been kind of ongoing. Um, the Tower of Terror um ride at the at disney mgm studios which is an awesome ride i rode it for the first time recently with both of you guys um when we took our little family trip to uh orlando florida that ride is fucking awesome and there are rumors which are i don't know if they're 100 percent confirmed or not but the word on the street is that that tower of terror ride is being turned into a guardians of the galaxy ride and from articles i've read they've said it's going to be something like the collector's um, mansion, like the Benicio del Toro character from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like it's going to be all of his stuff, which I'm like totally at odds with myself because part of me is like, what the fuck? The Tower of Terror is an amazing like spectacle and has so many Easter eggs and all this lore and history. It was one of my favorite rides. I now have emotional, nostalgic ties to it because we've all ridden it together and I have like really good memories on that. And obviously the Twilight Zone, well, this isn't obvious. This is me sharing. It was like part of my childhood. It was one of the only things that I was allowed to watch on television like as much as I wanted because it was like made during that time that like my dad was cool with movies and television and sci-fi and anyway so I just love the Tower of Terror and I'm really bummed out to think that's going to be taken away from us but Guardians of the Galaxy is like my favorite fucking goddamn movie and the idea of being like inside of a of the collector's mansion and looking at those easter eggs is like even more enticing so I'm just conflicted and I think Jake you know and understand where I'm coming from here because you have lost a ride that was very important to you. Oh my and, god, you're uh, gonna bring maybe it up. you can step in here because <laughs> I know you're probably episode. still stressed about no, it. No, I I was super. I'm angry right now just even thinking you bringing that up. Uh, so I, I definitely know <laughs> I where you're coming angry. from. Uh, and yeah, it is it is very sad that that ride's going away. That 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 Twilight Zone ride's it's it's fun. It's like kind of terrifying. It makes me want to vomit. But was I love. I also really love the Twilight Zone. And he and loves it is, Roses. Yeah, it's sad to hear that. Well, Jake, just uh, uh, I'm sure some people listening could infer this, but uh, you guys were talking about when the Jaws ride was closed at Universal Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was one uh, similar to Tower of Terror. So um, when MGM or Hollywood Studios, whatever you want to call it, when it was kind of uh, up and coming and becoming one of the key. Uh, attractions or key parks down in Orlando. Uh, Tower of Terror was one of the selling points. You saw it in every commercial, every pamphlet. Mm-hmm. That's the ride everybody talked about. I wanted it. So similar to that, Universal Orlando, when it launched, one of the key selling points was the Jaws ride, which was you know partially taken from the the backlot tour in Universal Hollywood. Then you've got the Universal Orlando Jaws ride. That w- when did it close? I mean, it was there for twenty years, right? Yeah, it don't, it closed just um, a couple years back. I don't uh, the the exact year um, has eluded me, but it wasn't very long ago. You know, like within within five years or so, 
less than that. Um, but yeah, they, they closed it down and, uh, put in more Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of opens <laughs> We're all laughing. Like, I, uh, I know. Yeah. I, we got no problems with it's Harry Potter. It's fine. Like, you know what? He's fine. We like Harry Potter. Just kind of stay in your own section of the park. That's all we're saying. <laughs> hey, yeah. all I'm saying, all I'm saying is like Universal Pictures doesn't even own Harry Potter, but like half of both of their parks are now full of Harry Potter stuff. And the Harry Potter stuff was fun. I enjoyed it, but the yeah. Jaws ride was like probably the best ride they had, and mm-hmm. it was very iconic. It was very fun. It was a very different ride than all the other uh, rides they have. Everything's turning into, you know, 3D screens where you're watching everything. The Jaws ride was an experience. It was fun. They had a nice little Amity Island section of the park. And I feel like there are other places they could have put the Harry Potter stuff. They could have left Jaws. Like, come on, it's Jaws. You You don't get rid of your fucking Jaws ride. Yeah, God I mean, that's it. the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jaws is like the benchmark. It's one of the, you know, Universal's, like, anytime you see like a Universal anniversary special, like whatever, 75th, 100th anniversary, whatever it is, you always see the clips from Jaws. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. And people, like, that theme park is, even when you go now, like, you still see, like, the Jaws merchandise and you, you kind of, like, it's synonymous. And so it kind of leads to a bigger question of, what is the lifespan of a ride? Is it better in the long run to leave the Twilight Zone ride there? Because as much as we all love Guardians of the Galaxy, in 10 years, is that outdated and they're redoing it again when something like Twilight Zone is going to be there, you know, forever? Yeah, yeah. I, I I would rather, honestly, I would rather the Twilight Zone stay. Um, but I don't know exactly why they're taking it down. I think you mentioned to me at one point that maybe the they didn't have the rights anymore or maybe they were losing the rights. And I guess in that case it makes sense. But, um, yeah, I would, right. I would, I would love thing to is see a the, weird thing. Yeah. I would love to just see that ride stay there. And even right. like when, whenever we went and rode it, we were talking to Craig, like me and you were talking about how horrible actually riding that ride made us feel and how stressful and nerve wracking it is to, <laughs> you know, go up and down. And I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to ride that ride again, but now I'm sad that i may never get to ride that ride again oh uh i've been lying i hope they tear that thing down fuck that ride (laughs) i loved it like it i can't go to like six flags with you guys because i want to ride the roller coasters and i don't think either of you will i'm hey i'm okay i'm okay with the challenge no i'm okay with roller coasters the thing about the twilight zone ride that gets me is just the straight up and down just the drops and yeah. that it drops like that over and over, and it's just yeah. that like free Fox falling feel. Oh, you lose your tummy. Yeah, I don't I, like that. Do, I, oh, I don't. I like. I mean, it. if they can it's incorporate like... Zoe Saldana into this ride, I'm <laughs> while gonna... that's happening, yeah, while the ups and downs are happening, <laughs> it's like she's I just really... doing that little shimmy shake from the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's weird because I really love like standing in line for the Twilight Zone ride because I yes. like all the Easter eggs to the episodes. Mm-hmm. I really love. Uh, the Twilight Zone, and I like the first part of the ride where um, 
you're being talked to and you get to see all the yeah the little yeah. story part you want that's it to be it's a like. small world or et and like and not so much like a scary lose your pants <laughs> yes like, i want to ride i want to tame your ET pants. version something's happening yeah right oh god do not touch et god damn it that is the ride that we were all running to like little children before the park closed when we were there that's one of my favorite memories i love that ride so much the et ride i love that it turns into like an underwater adventure for no reason at the end like maybe just because the little mermaid was really popular that year but oh, i love it, the color scheme and like the whole other uh planet that you visit botanicus to, like it's like so pay attention to I those friends that they're we're gonna show you in the beginning it like won't yeah. be important at all later on i love yeah. the instructions by steven spielberg before you get on it's God great, and then you get it. to Let's listen, and then you get to listen to ET butcher everybody's names. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh my God. But he does it with so much heart, <laughs> glowing heart. Uh, yeah. So I think what's interesting, though, to sum that all up, is they are going to possibly take down something, Abby, that you love from a from a property that you love, and replace it with a property that you love. Pro- you probably like guardians of the galaxy more than the twilight zone yeah but you also i have more time invested in liking twilight zone than i do guardians of the galaxy but my passion for guardians of the galaxy probably outweighs that time span so overall i'm still super pumped whatever you know we're gonna show up and it's gonna be the new ride it's gonna be like fucking harry potter (laughs) yeah i'm gonna get super sick and have a fucking panic attack like somehow disney also got warner brothers to put a, a harry potter ride in about you know i i after they took down the jaws ride i got really like just upset with universal studios and i was like fuck that place i'm not going back there i don't want to go back to universal anymore and then i and then when jurassic world came out and they did a little work on the jurassic park section i was like all right i mean i can i can go back and just do the jurassic park stuff and and then we went and then you know we we saw that big section where they're building uh, the new king kong ride Yes. And uh, I'm super excited about that because the yeah. King Kong ride was another ride that was amazing. And it had that big life-size animatronic King Kong. I don't know if you guys uh, – did you guys ever get to um, ride that? The original – yeah, Confrontation was one of yeah. my favorites. I did not. Yeah, it was super fun, and I remember riding it when I was really young, and I was, like, terrified of it. And and that was another, like, upset when, when they took it down. But now they're putting in a new King Kong ride. And, and it looks so tight. And it, yeah, and it's a big. It's uh, I read that it's going to be one of, if not the longest rides in the park. Um, they're going to do the same thing that the Harry Potter ride does, where there's going to be some uh, 3D, you know, some stuff you'll watch on a screen. But then they're also going to have animatronics, and I've read that they are going to bring back and have like a life-size Kong animatronic, Ooh. which which is amazing, and it kind of gives me hope that maybe. You know, who knows, like maybe 10 years from now, they'll be like, guys, we need to bring a Jaws ride back and maybe they'll do something different. And, you know, like, you know, there's there's always that thing, you know, like King Kong came back because the movies are back. So, you know, maybe maybe another Jaws movie would have to happen before they did that. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, well, here's the I mean, I think like uh, jumping off exactly what you're saying there. So Steven Spielberg last year has kind of repartnered with Universal and you know I could see maybe not new movies but for something like Jaws and Back to the Future maybe reinvigorating or reimagining those rides or how about we combine them all I'm saying is you're on Amity Island you get in a DeLorean 
Bruce Almighty's with you. You're meeting the Fockers and uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, all of Universal's best pictures. Yeah, dude, combined. Into... Whoa! <laughs> no, but seriously, like Red Room, <laughs> Mr. Grey. Have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey? I read like the first chapter of that book, and I could not stop putting it down. <laughs> it was like the comparison that, like, I don't even want to talk about it. At one, I don't, I don't, I get uncomfortable. Literally, like, I don't want to talk about it. Back I to the it DeLorean. So Thank yeah, God. Back, Ooh, back to segue. the Universal. No, I like a. We, we there should be a movie called Apple. Back to the DeLorean. Did like you that. just come up with the title for uh, Back to the Future Part Four? Back to the DeLorean. Yeah, yeah. Back to the DeLorean. Cool. Um, that works. Yeah. I, I, Jake, I agree with you. I think Jaws is a property. Back to the Future. These are properties that that are very. It's not even nostalgic. Like people love these movies. You saw it with Back to the Future Day. You saw it with the Jaws uh, 40th anniversary last year. Um, I feel like those rides will be incorporated or reincorporated back into uh, Universal Studios at some point. Yeah, that that that'd be good. Yeah, we'll be that'd there. That'd be a good day. That will be a good day. Uh, cool. Well, thanks everybody for stressing out with us. Moving on to Ghostbusters talk. Dude, uh, let's do, do you it. Guys, do you guys like Ghostbusters? <laughs> Dude, Dude speaking speaking of ghost, hey, speaking of that, you know they should fucking bring Ghostbusters back to Universal Studios too. How come they don't have Ghostbusters Ooh. during Halloween times? That's all I'm saying. We don't have to yeah. keep talking about it. They should just do it. Right. Well, they still got the, the library, right? Kind of. There's kind like of. that facade, but you don't don't worry. The Jimmy Fallon ride's coming, and fuck you, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Took down Craig's the, the Twister Jimmy ride Fallon just for Jimmy along Fallon. With the ben Get Affleck out of here. <laughs> hey, I, I. You know what? I'm kind of over Jimmy Fallon. Are like you? I've, I was, I, li- I used to defend Jimmy Fallon. Not as much now. I, I I've indefin- never liked him. Here's the thing: they're replacing the Twister. Ro- How did we get back onto Universal Studios? <laughs> <so badly? laughs> we never want to leave. I'm sorry. It was we me. were there. Said Ghostbusters, and it reminded me of another great thing they got rid of. So, well, they got rid of. So, Ghostbusters was replaced by Twister, which that's a whole other story altogether. But I kind of <laughs> like Twister, and any time that I can walk into a line for a ride and get a little bit of a, a, a lecture on the danger and the seriousness of tornadoes from Bill Paxton yeah. and Helen Hunt. <laughs> screen because they didn't like each other apparently yeah, when they filmed it. I'm, I'm good to go on that. Uh, Absolutely. I got to see Dorothy. Dorothy's still there in one of the shops. Dorothy's for sale. It, yeah. oh, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> they're selling it, Guys, yeah, why it was, did we go split skis? It was in the uh, prop shop. I would. I like the idea of a miscommunication, like people like having shared custody of Dorothy, and everybody thinks Dorothy's our kid, but it's Dorothy oh, from Twister. <laughs> or Dorothy Unrealized. <laughs> Unrealized idea. Unrealized. Okay, cool. So yeah, Ghostbusters. Let's do it. There's still a lot going on. Dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Ghostbusters. Okay, let's go. Ghostbusters. Ghost. Ghost. Go Ghostbusters. Go Ghostbusters. Go Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters? Uh, Ghostbusters 2016. I don't, I don't so that movie's that still happening. <laughs> How's everybody feeling right now? We are, let's see, we're about four months away at this point. Uh, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting to that point, Craig, where um, I'm starting to get stressed out about the second trailer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the first trailer has all kind of died down, and we got our international trailer, and then we got the Japanese trailer, which was amazing. And now I'm like, okay. When's the next trailer coming? I need to see. Yeah. I need to see what what Sony marketing has done this time. Like what? <laughs> I need a whole new thing. To I want to see what they're panicking panicking about and what they're going to try to do with this next trailer. I'm ready for it. 
Well, after watching some of the Force Awakens Blu-ray um, special features today, I hope what Sony did was sell the rights to Ghostbusters to Disney. <laughs> and J.J. Abrams just was yeah. like, all right, let's clean up the town. Like, seeing Kathy <laughs> We're Kennedy... We're not turning, by the way. We're not turning, but seeing Kathy Kennedy talk so passionately about Ghostbusters... or <laughs> That oh, never happened. Oh, it never happened, but in Fan my mind... fiction. <laughs> I was in the shower earlier. Oh, God. <laughs> all I'm saying is that it, it's really special to see The Force Awakens... Um, special features and see how much passion and care was put uh you know when into when, side characters it's just into everything things, yeah. into every aspect and to know how much star wars means to people um it's really special so little side note if anybody has not picked up the blu-ray i highly suggest it there's a couple hours of features that are totally worth it um alone so Back watch to, it when you're alone. Hey, you know alone. what though, Craig? Like, you know, we yeah. we talk about how much care was taken with Star Wars and how amazing it is, and how amazing it was, how good it is to see it in the right hands and everything. But you got to remember that we had to go through three awful fucking movies to get this much care put in a Star yeah. Wars movie. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So as long as it's still breathing, you know, hopefully, it's good. Hopefully, we don't have to do that with Ghostbusters. Hopefully, we don't have like three shit movies that. You know, and then have to wait ten years before someone's like, "Oh man, maybe we should make another Ghostbusters." But well, I'll put it this way: it's if... Max Landis, and I get super mad. <laughs> no, no. I'll put it this way: if we get, if if I mean, we're gonna, guys, we're about to get real. Yeah. We we've let's say let's let's say let's say let's say something. <laughs> um, if this movie, if the new Ghostbusters is not well reviewed, if it's not. Uh, if people don't go to the theaters, if it if it doesn't make a lot of money, if it if it's underwhelming, we're not going to see a live action Ghostbusters movie for a while. That's my opinion, but to me, I feel like they're putting it all out on the table. They've made the decisions that they're going to make, and now this is the movie we're going to get. And I have been a defender i've been a supporter i want this movie to be great i want it to be unbelievably funny i want it to be action-packed i want it to be everything that you can imagine but the fact is we live in a time where movies don't always do that no matter how good or bad the marketing is so i think jake going back to what you're saying is we're all stressed we're all anticipating that next trailer and this isn't like the fun like Oh, we're stressed, but like we're kind of tongue in cheek. Like, oh, we're stressing out about this. Like, this is legitimate. Like, I think about this before I go. To, like, this, I am stressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, I am for sure. Looking for a therapist actively. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so, Jake, exactly. what do you think? I'm thinking if I were a betting man, we would see the new Ghostbusters trailer with Civil War, possibly. Yeah, maybe. I would. I, when Civil War coming out? May six. May. Yeah, I, I was mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe even later on this month. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, it's been you know at that point it's been over a month since the first one came out, and uh, sometimes they put the second trailers out pretty quick. So, right. yeah. and I would kind of think, and honestly, I would kind of think they would do that with Ghostbusters because of how bad the reaction was to the first trailer. Usually, that that tends. To, I mean, look at how quick Batman versus Superman had that. Uh, that like all Batman trailer. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that Batman trailer came out super quick after the second trailer that everybody hated. Right. So 
You're kind I, I of hoping they listen and react a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think maybe we would hit it pretty soon. The only thing I'm worried about in, in the new trailer is I hope um, the marketing doesn't listen to the backlash too much because I don't want them to spoil anything that might be in the movie. Like, you know, say say there is some sort of relation to the to the original. Who knows at this point? But I almost feel like if it is at this point, Sony might be like, shit guys, we need to put that in the trailer to get people on board. And yeah. that's not a, that's not something I want spoiled for me. So I'm a little, I mean, I'm a little nervous. It's 2016. We're talking about a major motion picture studio trying to market a movie to get mass broad appeal. I would go ahead and say this next trailer is probably going to reveal much more than any of us want to see, whether it's equipment, plot points, jokes, action sequences, because that's just the way movies are made these days. I mean, look at remember the trailer for like the first Ninja Turtles movie that came out, the Michael Bay one. Yeah, like those big action set pieces, like those were the <clears throat> those were the big ones from the movie. Like you went into the movie, and those were the big pieces, and you saw it with Batman vs Superman. And you see it. I mean, Star Wars is the exception because they did everything mm-hmm. like super classy, like the right way. Yeah, um, I mean, but I was just gonna say that Star Wars is the exception, but I don't think any anything else can make a trailer like that except for Star Wars. You know, it's like right. Star Wars was like you're gonna come see Brand this movie no matter what. Yeah. We can do a trailer, show you B roll, and it'd be the best trailer ever. But so. Ghostbusters is pretty. I mean, it's high up there. People love it. I, I, it's like they've already shown so much at this point. I guess the damage, so to speak, has been done. Like, it's high. It, yeah, sorry. Put more. No, that's all. It, you, you can't go back and you can't turn back time. Just like Cher said. You really can't. <laughs> if they could, they would. And they'd put that hot little number on with that. What? Okay. So, so, someone take the wheel from <laughs> no, me. You're, I'm going to start you're, singing. You're absolutely right, but they're they're worried with Ghostbusters because it's, a, it's all new cast. And they're worried. You know, Star Wars, they had people from the original cast to pull you in. You knew you were going to be seeing Han Solo and stuff like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, they're a little worried and they're and they're. I think they're trying too hard. So that's, that's what makes me worry. The the thing where you, you, they're so psyched out that they're psyching themselves out. I I think the biggest flub, which I, I look, I think we were all looking at the trailer originally with some pretty rose colored glasses. It was a new Ghostbusters trailer, all that anticipation it's been about a month now. We can look at it from a couple of different points of view and at least play devil's advocate. The thing at the beginning of the trailer with uh, 30 years ago, four scientists saved New York, show the firehouse. That was not a good idea from a marketing perspective, in my opinion, because I could not believe how many people came out and went, oh, it's a sequel. Maybe we're so invested in it that we didn't think that way, but to the average person watching the trailer, they went, yep, it's a sequel. It's not a reboot. And that is not good. Yeah, no, I think they... confusion and complaints. Right. Exactly. It, it, it definitely generates confusion, but I don't know if... I don't know if Sony was trying to be like, hey, should we make people think this is a sequel? Or if they were just trying to show people, like, hey, this is something you like. We're, we're kind of bringing it back. I don't... I don't know where their their mind was in putting that at the beginning, but yeah, you're right. They could have they could have done with it. Like I mean, like I said, that Japanese trailer was perfect. That should have been the wide release trailer. Right. 
Well, I don't buy into the logic. It's a really bad point of view to if if the excuse was, well, we wanted to show the firehouse at the beginning and the 30 years ago. It's kind of a little nod to like, hey, guys, the other movies exist. Don't worry. This is just something new. That is not how you go about this pretty delicate kind of situation. That actually adds so much more fuel to the fire. I, I sometimes feel like the people who um, who work for – and not just Sony. This this is across the board. People people who are in, who are in charge of cutting trailers and putting trailers together and do marketing, sometimes I feel like those are people who don't like movies or like people who don't <laughs> want yeah. – I feel like I feel like those people who have those jobs – like they just don't really care about movies, don't have never seen the originals, just don't care. They're just like, oh, this part should right? be in the trailer. Yeah, and, and and it's weird to me. You would think that that job would would go to somebody who loves, you know, cinema and like Crafting I feel story, I right? feel like to be a trailer editor, you should have to like you should have to be like a movie historian or something. You know, you should have to know shit and be versed in movie trailers and just movies in general and know what people want to see, not just like throwing shit together for the sake of throwing it together. Right. I could just see these marketing meetings. Like after they do some test screenings with like people at like malls or like, however they do these, like the, where people, they show people like, how does this picture of the firehouse make you feel? Oh, it makes me feel great. (laughs) Right. I love that Ghostbusters firehouse. Right, yeah. I'm sure that's how the power of Patty compels you became the biggest laugh and their like punchline, their closer or whatever. I have a feeling that because when we were in theaters at uh, to see Cloverfield, I think that was the one that got the biggest laugh too. I feel like that's probably what my mom would laugh at the most. Um, but it's not necessarily in the spirit of or what the fans necessarily wanted, and I think that that garnered a lot of backlash. And I just want to like scoop the entire cast up in my arms right now and give them all kisses, especially Kevin and Kate McKinnon. Um, I, I, I just... Kevin you, and Kate McKinnon. Yeah, I like that I mixed the it two up. two actors. I don't give a fuck. Um, I do, and Paul Feig, too. I want to be like, it's going to be all right, y'all. Like, Because I, I hope it is going to be all right. Um, I, uh, I just... It, there were so many risks taken, and like it's like not only is it we're gender-swapping the entire thing, but it's like, oh, it's also Leslie Jones and also Melissa McCarthy, so kind of polarizing... Um, actors and it, I just, God damn it! I I am stressed. Like I I hope beyond all hopes that this is just a slam dunk and that we're all just like singing its praises and there's a huge like face turn across the GB community and everyone's just rallying and and holding Paul Feig up on a on a fucking you know with the with the chair and it's at the wet. I don't know. We're gonna have a Jewish wedding. A with Jewish Paul wedding. Feig. I can't. Um, it's not a hopa. What do you say, Mazel Tov? Uh, yeah, Mazel Tov. I'm a bad Jew. <laughs> Um, okay, well, it sounds like we're all pretty stressed about that, um, but talking about the marketing, so Sony had a little April Fool's Day tomfoolery going on this mm. year, uh, which was also kind of botched, we'll get to that, but I'm sure everybody saw that for April Fool's Day, Sony released uh, a press release and a video marketing the first ever home Proton Pack, obviously this was a joke, it was uh, kind of a viral marketing thing, kind of a fun thing for the new movie, Um the video that came out did reference the development of the Proton Pack 30 years ago by Dr. Egon Spangler, and the newest doctor on the case was Dr. Jillian Holtzman. Once again, hardcore fans know that this is just some Sony marketing. 
this shouldn't be something we read too much into. But you saw it again on the internet. People going, wait a minute. They said Egon's name. Mm-hmm. It's a well, sequel. No, I mean, what people are idiots, Craig. What what they, they were are saying? Not. What they were saying was Egon Spangler, Spangler created the proton pack in the original, and then in this movie, it's Jillian. Like they can they can say both names. That doesn't mean that it's related in any way. There are two versions of the proton pack that were created by two different people. Yep, and neither of those versions were the proton pack that was shown in this video. <laughs> I feel like the, the the pictures of the proton pack, I feel like that might be the Maddie figure, or the Maddie toy. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like the toy. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it definitely looks yeah. like smaller, like a stripped down version of the proton pack from the new movie. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I kind of thought the video was pretty cool, but they kind of botched it because they released it a day earlier. Uh, than they should have on the 31st and then they like took it down for a while and then they put it back up and it was just kind of one of those things like man can we just execute if we're going to do some viral marketing let's do it let's do it let's put it out there and make it fun but ugh, i'm just ugh-ing over here yeah whatever I, I thought it was a cool little video i mean it's april fool's day it doesn't have to be like perfectly done i thought i thought it was fine yeah um, yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Exactly. All right. So they're promoting the movie now, right? We're starting to see posters showing up in all the theaters. Craig's and... trading stuff for buttons. Yeah. Oh, that was a cool thing that I did. Um, I think it was cool. <laughs> Is it cool? It, it was really cool. cool. When I went to see Batman vs Superman um, at Regal Atlantic Station in Atlanta. Um, wait. Sponsor. Is that where I saw it? <laughs> I guess that's where I saw it. Um, in the theater, they had uh, some posters up, but all of the employees were wearing uh, jumbo-sized Ghostbusters 2016 buttons uh, for promotion. And I am a sucker for promotional marketing material. When I go to flea markets or toy shows, anytime I see like an old advertisement for a movie uh, or like uh, display uh, stands, things like that, I love it, I love it, I love it. And I was like, I'm not walking out of this theater without getting my hands on one of these buttons. Um, it turned out to be quite easy. I just gave the guy selling me popcorn $5 and, uh, he gave me his button. No hesitation at all. He was like, yeah, take this. Oh, Hey Craig. Um, did you, uh, happen to get any of those buttons for any of your friends? Yeah, no. So when I said it was easy to get them, what I meant was (laughs) I was able to procure one for myself. Oh, took a picture of it for my Instagram account. So we could all enjoy it. Craig Goldberg's. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I got some likes. Couple oh, likes. yeah? A couple likes? Yeah. But clicks. Cool. I got more likes than I got extra buttons for my friends is what I'm saying. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I see. I see. It's fine. Yeah, so we're missing out on all the cool movie display stuff. Yeah, but I will say that if anybody uh, is near a Regal Theater and you go in there with a couple bucks, you're probably going to walk out with a Ghostbusters button if that is what you choose mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, do it. Do um, it. One thing that we did not see at the theater, um, but it's some of these things that have been popping up online – are some of the new uh, displays, uh, cardboard cutout displays. There's two of them that uh, I've seen so far. One is just the no ghost logo where you put your face uh, in uh, to substitute for the ghost face. Yeah. Uh, take a little picture with your friends. I'm going to wear a bow tie and go do that. Ooh, oh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, but the other one uh, that we saw was uh, it's of the Ecto-1 and uh, the four Ghostbusters and Kevin. So it's like, six big cardboard cutout pieces and it's kind of cool looking but the funny thing is that the roof 
of the Ecto One is really high in order to take your picture, so it kind of looks like the Monsters car to me. Yeah, it's crazy looking, but cool. Like I, I, I would try to take it home. I don't know how I'd get it out of the theater, <laughs> but I already know where I'd put it. So <laughs> I think it looks pretty cool. Look yeah, the, the car, the car looks super weird. Um, but it's just cool to see that kind of stuff, man. The uh, my theater, um, last time I was in my theater, they didn't have anything. They didn't have any posters or nothing. But they usually get that kind of stuff, so I'm going to keep checking. But, um, man, it makes me wish, wish – like, I used to have a couple friends that worked at our local theater. And um, I, I have a couple of, like, random, you know, uh, promotional items that I was able to, to, to get – and man, I wish I still had friends at the movie theater. I would love to just get that giant no ghost logo with the <laughs> with the face cut out. It's so silly. I just right. want I just want a giant no ghost logo. Well, there was a picture that came on Instagram uh, that was floating around on Facebook as well last week of the giant like the big like 20 25 foot inflatable ghostbusters uh, no ghost logos that the one they've got at ghost core right now yeah um, on the sony lot that they're in production of more of those so i wonder if some theaters in bigger cities are going to get these mm. i mean if i walk up to the theater and see a 30 foot ghostbusters logo i'm climbing it that's what's happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure i'm getting I'm taking, kicked out of that theater yeah there's no way that I'm going to hold the theater hostage, but none of the people, I'm going to just have a knife up to the logo ghost. And I'm like, guys, there's one of two ways that this ends. You either give me that display (laughs) downstairs of the Ecto-1 or I'm puncturing this thing. No, I was going to say, I'm taking the, I'm dragging this 30 foot no ghost logo down the interstate with me back to my house or I will put a hole into it and nobody will enjoy it. Oh, okay. You're That's gonna, what I'm going to do. You're going to take the fun from them or just with you entirely. The yeah, fun's coming with me. <laughs> there's no way you're leaving that movie theater ever allowed to be back in that movie theater. Or possibly um, the city that I'm in at that time or the state because that seems like a terroristic threat. <laughs> I want to put something out there to oh, anybody right, that's yeah. possibly listening from Sony or I'm not going to really. Don't bring knives to movie theaters, please. <laughs> First of all, I'm not going to hold anybody hostage. I'm just saying that for almost 30 years, I've wondered about the possibilities of marketing a new Ghostbusters movie. And now we're, we're starting to see it and it's really exciting. And I hope that, um, a lot of the local theaters do events with the local franchises and, and, you know, it's no matter what the movie turns out to be, the next couple months are going to be a lot of fun when it comes to this type of stuff. Hey Craig, no doubt. Uh, are you are you just trying to like get away from the fact that you totally just said you were bringing a knife to a movie theater? <laughs> Once again, I'm going to restate this. Also, we're gonna, what's your plan the, for scaling the inflatable no ghost? Oh wondering. no, it's not. Nothing. Do you have like a like a grappling or what is? Yes, I've got what I've invested in is a grapple gun similar to the one used by Ben Affleck in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Mm. But 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 this grapple gun is Velcro on the end. So I will be able to guys. I haven't thought this through all. I, I want to climb a new Ghostbusters logo. I don't think that's like a very, uh, I want to like fall onto one from a high place and like have it catch me if it's inflatable or like the, like the big bouncy thing in the lake that you see on, um, in heavyweights. Oh, the like blob, the, the blob. Yeah. yeah. yeah I would want to cool. blob off a of no ghost. Right on. 
Is that something so that we can say? Um, so yeah, the theaters are starting to get the marketing materials, so keep an eye out. I know Cinemark Theaters, uh, the employees are wearing shirts that have Ghostbusters on the back. Um, I don't know if a $5 bill is going to get the shirt off somebody's back. Trade skis? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go in and trade my uh, my 50-50 cotton polyester <laughs> polo twill uh, for a Ghostbusters uh, shirt at the Cinemark Theater. Um, but yeah. If anybody out there gets their hands on some Ghostbusters promotional material, send us a picture. We want to see it. We want to know where it's at. Yes, please. Yes, yes. The, the world or our dimension that we live in, our, our four planes of existence, length, height, width, and time, become threatened by some of the research that's being done, and Ghostbusters, new Ghostbusters, have to come and, and solve, the, solve the problem. I understand. All right, so one more thing uh, on Ghostbusters 2016. It's been a couple weeks already. We did not talk about it, though. We were so caught up in Batman talk and all sorts of other stuff. There was a new image released uh, from Empire Magazine of our four Ghostbusters from the new movie uh, in, during the concert scene, and they got some wild proton streams going on. Uh, did everybody get a chance to check out that image? For sure. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, the background on my phone right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really a cool shot. I really like what we're seeing here. Um, they all look good. I mean, I can't help but think that I wish the trailer just had more stuff like this. Um, because, like I keep saying, we know the movie's going to be funny. There's a very funny director directing four very funny actresses. Show me action in the trailer. That's what I want to see. Let the movie just be funny and show me these kind of scenes in the trailer. But uh, Jake, what did you what did you think of this image? I like it. It uh, it's a little stiff looking to me. I think all, all four are in the exact same pose. I feel like there could be a little bit of variation between the four of them, but that's right. just kind of nitpicky. Like uh, the streams look cool. The streams are super thick. They're super big streams, Very but those. Erect. Yeah, but oh, for sure. But those are the um, if you look at those uh, those wands, those are the like the earlier proton pack version. So yeah, I feel like when they when they switch over to uh, maybe the main pack, the streams are going to be a little more streamlined to be a little like they're just super big streams. They're super right. thick. Um, but maybe I mean, this stiff it's because it's one of the first times they're handling it or using the yeah, like, yeah, it could one of the be. First busts. And I mean, like I say that that like it's literally a screen cap of one split second of footage. So like, who knows? Uh, but it looks cool, man. It's cool to see, uh, it's, it's cool to see those streams and to have an image of them, uh, other than the really quick glimpse you get in the trailer. I, I dig the photo overall. Yeah. I kind of like these, these, it's definitely earlier in the movie. So they don't have the, the ghostbusters patches on, uh, the logo patches they don't have on their arms yet. And you can see that the pack, um, it looks like it might be the pack that we saw when the actresses were visiting the hospitals during shooting. Yeah, it is. Um, it's got that weird little handle. Yeah, it's got a weird – it's got like a blue – it looks like a big blue uh, spool of thread. But that's probably not what it is, but coming Just off the shoulder selling. there. Um, but yeah, the, the wands are not the traditional like uh, grips, right? So it looks – it has like an – like almost like a bicycle handle grip that kind of loops around. Uh, I actually really like it. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I like it too. I remember when those pictures came out uh, of them in the hospital. I I saved those pictures, and I I remember when I had the realization that those were different packs. Yeah, I was just like, oh god, these are different. You know, these look so different. Yeah, I'm starting to think that you know, 
it's it's once again this this concert scene is probably going to be uh, comparable to the uh, Slimer scene. And as much as I like seeing from it, I kind of wish I didn't know anything about it. But that's just not something that was ever going to be able to happen. So yeah, that for sure. That's not you. At this point, we know a lot, and it's that's going to keep happening. Abby, did you have any more thoughts on this image before we move on? I like their specific expressions, which is one of my favorite things to do, both with the original Ghostbusters, like when you see them at the Cedric, like walking um, after or towards the bus to get Slimer, like studying all of the guys' faces. Like it, it's also something really fun to do with this image, like with these new Ghostbusters with the girls. Like you can see a lot of their characters coming out, like the way that they're reacting. Leslie Jones, like always looks like a super badass, like very nonchalant. Kristen Wiig, like a little bit timid and scared and frightened by whatever she's like wielding. Kate McKinnon is like batshit crazy. And like, I, I love her expressions. Like she's always got like a like very toothy grin. And like, she's very excited about whatever's going on. Melissa McCarthy always surprisingly looks tough as shit. And, like, I love that. And, like, I've, while watching the trailer, I would pause it and look at all their faces, like, when they're doing the let's go, like, and looking at, it's it's just, I get really excited about this movie. Like, in spite of a lot of backlash and negativity and downvotes, and uh, even though I've kind of, I haven't wavered, but maybe I've backed down a little bit or had to um, have more realistic or realistic expectations about this whole thing because I do get emotionally involved with characters and with directors and like with Deadpool, like it's it's like a real like a romance for me to go and see a movie and to have like an emotional reaction to it and to follow it before it comes out and to know everything about it prior to the release and like to have conversations with people about that movie is like it's just big stuff for me and I just. In spite of everything, I am really excited about this movie. I have felt like it, it's just a gift for me and to me and a love letter, and I'm excited about it. And God damn it, I hope it's awesome. So that's my thought on that picture <laughs> in particular. <laughs> I do that like once Guys, an when this movie comes out, we're going to have to – we're going to do like a nine-part review. Like it's We're going to have to. Yeah. We are going to talk about it. I'm imagining that every episode in July and August and September will set up like a confessional booth. <laughs> just sit on opposite sides of it and just like let all and let everything out. And um, it's gonna it's gonna go back and forth. Like <laughs> I feel like the I first episode, I, the first episode will either love it or hate it. The second episode where we'll have the opposite reaction. We're gonna go back and forth. Oh man. Guys, I propose that we set up the movie abuse hotline and work that number like 24 hours, like seven days a week, like right after the release of this movie. It's going to have a little bit of a Prometheus thing. We're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to know some people are going to need some help. <laughs> yeah. People, yeah. We're going to be the first ones touched. calling our own hotline. Yeah. It's just us. Thank you for <laughs> calling. Yes. Calling. Have some. Please step <laughs> off the ledge. Let's Hi, talk yeah. about Ghostbusters. <laughs> Put the toaster down. Get out of the bathtub. <laughs> Kate McKinnon was great. Let's talk about her performance. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I'm talking to Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, by the way. Uh, well, cool. So hopefully over the next month or two, we're going to start seeing a lot of exclusive stuff. Uh, hopefully Empire will have uh, full coverage uh, on the movie. Hopefully we get one of those Cinefix books where they cover all the special effects. Um, and uh, we're going to see lots of different stuff. So we'll uh, – We'll keep everyone updated as new images are released. We will talk about them and we will review 
still images for as long as we possibly can. Yeah, hours. Um, so I have a question for you guys. You ready? Let's hear it. Yeah. You guys like toys? No. Yeah. No. No. We hate them. I hate them. Toys are stupid. They're dumb. Um, for kids. My dad. That would be a waste of time. <laughs> my dad uh, was at my house for the first time today, and he walked into my toy room. And I go, what do you think? And he looked at me and goes, oh, it's like the 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's the reaction you want. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Dad? Would a virgin have this? And I just held up a toy. And he was like, yes. I was like, would a virgin have a Hot Toys Marty McFly? (laughs) Right. It costs like 200 bucks. Uh I was like, I think the 40-year-old virgin had nicer stuff. So The the last time. It really isn't. Yeah, Same for thing. sure. The last time my mom was at my house and she was like, all right, let me see your toy room. And we went in there uh, and her first, the first thing she says is, how much money have you spent on this stuff? <laughs> and I'm like, we don't think about that, mom. Right. Abby, what investment. are your parents, what are your parents' reactions to uh, your toys? I mean... I always I was a collector of My Little Ponies growing up, and I think that I also had stuffed animals like generic ones, which it's like I feel like I'm ashamed to admit that like they, they aren't they weren't like a brand or I, I didn't we had like random action figures like uh, Ninja Turtles, Batman stuff here and there, but because of our homeschooling and because of the like evangelical Christian influence, we didn't have um quite the collection that that you and i had that like i have now on my shelves um which is one of the reasons why i collect because i wanted to know more about batman forever and batman and robin and i want that fucking poison ivy like in package and i'm still mad that the fucking batgirl alicia silverstone is the same head sculpt as the goddamn Catwoman, and that they didn't like add her blonde hair tips and it makes no fucking sense and that's why I'm so excited about Ghostbusters, because I'm getting female action figures that are going to be, like, articulated and accurate and poseable and awesome and have, like, badass gear. And fuck everybody, Ghostbusters is going to be awesome, and I love toys. And I don't care what my parents think of me, so. Man, there's that confessional booth. Whoa, I just yeah, asked you, what the, your parents think of your therapy. toys? There it is. Guys, I um, feel so much better. So, yeah, we all like toys. We talk, we're, we're, I want to talk about toys as much as possible. Right now... We are going to be talking about a little thing called Slimer, all right? He's from the movie Ghostbusters. So a couple months ago at Toy Fair, we saw that NECA was putting out um, a one-to-one scale Slimer figure. It was going to be a foam figure. We didn't have a whole lot of details about it. The one thing that we knew was that the sculpt looked pretty familiar. It was um, the mold that they used was clearly... Uh, something that's been floating around for a couple of years. We've seen it on eBay. Um, Jake, you've mentioned that you've seen people having a similar Slimer on display at conventions you've gone to. Um, so we didn't have a whole lot of backstory other than NECA had acquired the rights to use this Slimer. They were going to be billing it as from the original molds from um, the movie, from Ghostbusters in 1984, and that it was going to be between 35 and 40 inches tall. That's all we knew. So a couple months later, we get the announcement from NECA. We are getting this, I think it's like 38 inches, uh, foam Slimer. It's going to be $600. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and... initially we thought was crazy. But then. But then, yeah, <laughs> you think $600 is, is, uh, $600 is a high price point. Um, 
But then another company, the Hollywood Collectibles Group, which um, the only other Ghostbusters item that they've put out is a uh, – well, it's not even out yet. They're still taking pre-orders – is a Peter Venkman uh, one-fourth scale statue. They announced that they're putting out a Slimer. And they put up pictures, and guess what? It's the same Slimer. It's the Slimer's exact Slimer. same Slimer. Yeah. So Hollywood Collectibles Group also has acquired the rights to use this um, same cast or same mold to put out their own Slimer. Theirs is not made of foam. Theirs is made of fiberglass, so it's more sturdy. It comes on a stand, and it doesn't cost $600. Theirs costs twelve hundred dollars yeah yeah so, a little more just a little more just the discussion bit. i wanted to have with you guys has to do with the ethics of having a toy company put out a high dollar item and dance around the subject that it's not a screen used mold it doesn't have origins connected to the uh to the slimer that was cast for the original movies in fact it came out that steve johnson who did the um the original design work for Slimer and Ghostbusters, his uh, effects company made this Slimer well after Ghostbusters came out. So it's the the tie to the original is that the same guy or the same group of people maybe worked on it, but this Slimer that NECA is selling and that the Hollywood Collectibles Group is selling is not. It has no not lineage. Canon. Yeah, it is no lineage to the uh, to the original Slimer. So having said all of that... Non-canonical. It's non-canonical. Um, Jake, I'm throwing Yo. all of that information. Now you have all the facts. There's two Slimers, two companies, same mold, two price points, false advertising. What do you think? Well, uh, as far as the false advertising goes, I wonder if somebody told them, like, hey, this... like, Do you, do you think that NECA and um, uh, the other company are just straight up like like they know that the molds weren't used in the film and they're just lying about it? Or do you think that maybe they just don't know? Like maybe they were told or maybe they were led to believe in some in some way or maybe they just got confused about something and they thought that it was a screen used? Because I want – there people like us who are like super diehard fans of Ghostbusters, we can look at a Slimer sculpt and know – which movie it was from, you know, or if it was used in a movie at all. But other people who aren't as obsessive, they can't do that. They're like, oh, that's Slimer. That looks like Slimer. You know, you, you know, we, we can tell you exactly which part of the movie that Slimer puppet was used in. And um, mm -hmm. I've seen things like this happen, uh, like with the Jaws community too. Like there was somebody recently who sold uh, – uh, a Jaws tooth on eBay uh, with a Richard Dreyfus signature on it, but they put it up as if it was a screen used tooth. And I, I got one look at it and I was like, well, that's not shaped the same as this tooth. And it's just like, Oh, well they were told it was a screen used tooth and they don't know any better. So yeah, I, mean, I, I, I wonder. I wonder if it was done purposefully. If they went in knowing this wasn't the screen use thing, or if, or if somebody just lied to, to somebody somewhere, how that how that miscommunication happened. So it's hard. There's a couple different angles you can take. You can go. You can go the route of, hey, whoever owns this mold at this time, just sold the rights to it to these companies and lied about it. That could have happened. Mm -hmm. 
But also, if I'm a company putting out a high-end collectible, I'm going to do my best to be as honest. So, for, for instance, NECA is a bigger company than Hollywood Collectibles Group. So let's focus on Hollywood Collectibles Group for a second. They are a niche company. They get licenses to pretty big stuff, Alien, uh, Batman 24, Ghostbusters. You know, they, they've got big franchises, but they put out limited releases of high-end collectibles. So they're putting out a $1,200 Slimer figure. It's a it's it's a, a one to one scale figure that they're charging twelve hundred dollars for. You would think they would be really diligent in finding out the lineage and the history of this mold and where it came from. And when they found that out, being blunt and brutally honest, in, instead of advertising it as "Hey, this is from the original molds of Slimer," mm-hmm. you would say designed by the original designer of Slimer in this yeah. year. And maybe that information isn't that hard to come by because as soon as these pictures went up, I read on a couple different message boards and all over Facebook, people like, no, that's a lie. Here's the real story. Yeah. So I feel like if you're a company, you should do your, your due diligence in, in getting all of the information that you can. Yeah, because um, that fan base is going to call you out eventually. Right. Right. Having, and that's whose like wallets you're trying to get into, so you should definitely respect that. Yeah, you should respect the fan base and respect the history. I mean, people in the prop building community take this stuff very seriously. And the flip side of that is maybe they just don't care. Maybe that they deep down know it's not connected, but if the information that they have says it is, then they could just get away with saying it is. And They're they, just they, play they, ignorant to it, and they don't you know, maybe don't want to look up the truth. This is what yeah. we were told. So this is what we're going with, but you I mean, know, what's, what's going to happen really with that? Like nothing, nothing th- where people going to take them to court. Like, right. I feel though, like, I feel like NECA wouldn't do that just because like, I know, um, NECA seems to be, uh, they, they talk a lot with like on Twitter, they'll, they'll just sit there and, and talk to fans, whoever runs that Twitter, will just answer questions over and over, even even like stupid like questions that you know you could just look up yourself. Right. Yeah. They they seem to I wouldn't think they would do that. You know, I wouldn't think that they would just lie because they seem to be fans themselves. I've seen the the guy on Twitter, uh I, I forget his name, but whoever runs the NECA Twitter, like he's also a collector. I've seen him like talk about buying toys and trading toys and stuff like that. So I don't think that they would just lie purposefully. Um, right. That could that could be that could be me just like giving them too much credit. I don't know. Um, any, like, well, any, that is a either, cool company. Either way, mm-hmm. either way, it sucks that you know there's uh, some misinformation about the Slimer bust. But um, I'm still well, buying one. Right. So, right. so <laughs> yeah, we're all still getting it. I want to clarify a couple things. One, it does look really good. Like. It's clearly like when you look at it. If you're a huge Ghostbusters fan, you can kind of you can tell right off the bat it's not from either of the first two movies. Um, in fact, my initial thought was that kind of looks like the Slimer from the new movie, um, from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. But um, <coughs> it does look good, so don't get me wrong there. Um, getting past the lineage of it and getting past the price point, one of the weirdest aspects is that we have two separate companies basically putting out the same thing made of different materials yes but literally it, it you you wouldn't see two you wouldn't see uh uh mattel and hasbro 
both getting the license to uh, Batman and putting out two molds of the same Batman prop or something like that. It just wouldn't yeah, happen. It's, it's very weird. It was so, it was confusing, and when I saw it at first, I I didn't I guess I didn't read what it was coming from. And at first, I thought NECA was just putting out two versions. I was like, oh, NECA is going to do a you know a, a fiberglass and the foam. But then I was like, oh wait, no, this is a completely different company. It's right. it's weird. Yeah, right. It, it'll be interesting to see what if the details in in like the paint job how those kind of vary among the two. Um, but, I mean, my personal perspective is that whoever sold them the molds, assuming it was the same person, um, they just did not build exclusivity into the contract. They said, hey, we're all, you know, otherwise you'd have, like, major, like, litigation between the companies. Right. Or cease and desist or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, NECA and Hollywood Collectibles Group probably know about this. They have to know about it, and they're probably just okay with it. And yeah. And they'll... They'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, they're different. You know, they're they're they are the same thing, but the price points are so wildly different that they're they're gonna attract different collectors. Like, I mean, some people want the fiberglass, super sturdy, you know, heavyweight version of the thing that they can put in their room, you know, and then a lot of people want the lightweight Slimer that they could throw on top of their Ectos when they do a parade or something, or, you know, something right. that's a little less fragile that yeah. they can use on their fan tables at Dragon Con. So, yeah. um, I think right. both companies will probably do pretty well. Well, um, I some do people being us. Yeah. Some people. Right. And I do yeah. want to put it out there. Holly, it's, so the website is hollywood-collectibles.com. Um, that version of the Slimer is up for pre-order now. Uh, it does have a stand with it. So um, the it's going to be 40 inches tall without the stand, 65 inches on the display stand. So this is a big piece, right? Uh, yeah. two versions of it. One comes with a limited edition plaque. <coughs> um, and... Uh, it's twelve hundred bucks, and you can do a payment plan. So if anybody's interested, getting on that payment plan, uh, looks like the cheapest one is going to be eleven monthly payments of eighty or of ninety nine dollars. Yeah, so it's only going to take want, a year. Yeah, take a year, pay it off, and then you'll have a sixty pound fiberglass Slimer sitting in your living room. The Cadillac of Slimers. The Cadillac of Slimers. <laughs> and then Yo, when your and- parents come over, they can't judge you because they're going to be like, "Oh, Whoa. you're not the forty year old virgin." You must be getting laid like crazy with that thing Whoa. in this house. <laughs> I saw hey, that I new just, trailer. It's all girls. <laughs> and I just want to put this out there, you know, to NECA and Hollywood Collectibles who, who are definitely listening. Like, we'll review the products. You just got to send them. Send yeah. us a copy. Just send us one each. We and, you know, them. we'll review them. Uh, we'll keep them at uh, so no them. cost. And we'll, and, we'll, and we'll talk about them. So, yeah, just send those our way. Yeah, and, and like I want to we'll clarify, I, I am look. All Ghostbusters stuff is great. If you've got the same companies putting out different versions of the same stuff, that's fine. Like whatever, that's cool. I think with something like Hollywood Collectibles Group, these or Chronicle Collectibles as well, these attract. This is more than hardcore Ghostbusters fans. This is, could be somebody who never bought a Ghostbusters item in their life. They mainly collect maybe, uh, you know, just 
high-end movie props in general and then they see this and they don't think twice about the price point they go that's just something i want and that's probably uh who that's going to appeal to NECA is a little bit of a cheaper price point but let's face it 600 bucks is still a lot of money yeah. most people aren't going to be able to shell out that kind of cash um but i'm excited i i hope that i can get my hands on one of these things and uh yeah i'm i'm stoked I, toys are great whether they are you know, cheap, uh, run-of-the-mill things, retail things you can buy at Walmart or Target, or the super exclusive uh, internet uh, high-end collectibles. I'm all Blind about it. Blind bags, mystery figures. Blind bags, mystery. Fi- I'm just repeat. Say something. That's that was. I it. was gonna just keep repeating what you said. Um, <laughs> Abby, you didn't chime in that much. What's your opinion on this Slimer? No, I mean honestly, I I want to I want to have like a bake sale or like a car wash. I guess have some podcast car wash to raise some money so that we can get one because I think we need it. Yeah, your both, cats are gonna love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gonna love love him. Slimer um, scratching post. They're gonna. Yeah. Gonna I mean, who the, who who the fuck doesn't want that? Obviously, I'm on board and I'm like willing to scrimp and save to get it. So yeah. I understand, like, the disputes and, like, the controversy, etc. That's always going to be there in, like, the world of, like, casts and molds and people recreating props and stuff. Like, it's an ongoing thing. So, I understand it and I respect, um, you know, I respect people who made the original and all that stuff. So Yeah, I think that's who I want to hear from uh, on, this, on this subject. I want to hear from Steve Johnson himself. Yeah, I would like to hear from the original team. I'd like to hear from Steve Johnson. I would like somebody to come out and and provide ultra clarification on, you know, where these molds came from, uh, what the history is. Uh, and, uh, that way everybody has all the information because as a consumer, who's ready to spend a bunch of money, you want to have as much information as possible. You want to feel good. Um, all right. So one more thing I wanted to bring up, uh, before we wrap this shindig up is, uh, it was announced this week that Ghostbusters one and two, are getting 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray releases. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I'm not that familiar with uh, the 4K series that they've been putting out. I know I don't have a 4K TV or a 4K Blu-ray player, but that is not going to stop me from buying either one of these DVDs um, because if I own Ghostbusters on VHS and Laserdisc and Videodisc and DVD and Blu-ray, I'm not going to stop there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going with every... Home format. media format that they ever put out, um, I cannot be stopped. So, did you guys get a chance to check out the uh, the pictures, of the covers that they put out? Oh yeah, yes, I did. I love that pit collage. So, um, what, what, uh, Abby? They what, just put it all in there. What, what it's you, like the pinball machine was my initial response. It's like it's everything, you know. So I, I, I wouldn't. I think it's fun. I think that the I I think I like them. Yeah, like, the covers are pretty crazy looking. So they're yeah, kind of they're a little crazy. They've what I like about the covers is that they have the logos right front and center, uh, but then they're kind of surrounded with like collages of images from the movie, and it's just once again like one of these weird things where I feel like going subtle would have been maybe the way to go here. Ernie Hudson made it at least on the GB2 cover. Yeah, Ernie Hudson was once again <laughs> left out of the of Ghostbusters the cover. Entirely, but the, okay, uh, so... Ecto. Yeah, so that photo on the first, on the Ghostbusters 1 of the Ecto in the corner where the, the guys are getting out of the car. Yeah. Uh, the picture I'm looking at, it's hard to tell, but isn't that Ernie Hudson driving the Ecto? Oh. I think so. But if it, yeah. But if it is, but if it is, 
his head is covered by the logo. Well, he just thought it—he thought it was the movie theater display. He was just trying to put his head in the face. Right, right. And then correct, correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but is that the Ecto One on the Ghostbusters Two DVD? Are you guys looking at it? It is. It might be the shot from the beginning of the movie when when they're driving it breaking down. But. But also, why would that be the picture they put in? Yeah, if so, who the fuck was supposed oh, to be but like, look, the final but word look, on that? On the Ghostbusters 1, that's Slimer from Part 2. And uh, on Part uh, 2, that's Slimer from Part 1. Oh my god. The Slimers are, are It's mixed like when up. I use the Pick Lab like, uh, app late at night and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and you just keep Guys, swapping photos. <laughs> this, is, this is what we were just talking about. We're, we're so into these films that we can look at the DVD and be like, oh, they put the wrong Slimers on the wrong movie. But whoever was in charge of creating these didn't know that that was Slimer from Part 2. You know, it's like... Yeah, but it kind of scares <laughs> me. Did they not know or do they not care? Because those it's are a, two distinctive things. I think it's right, probably it's like, a bit of both. Because if they cared, I don't think we would be looking at a weird uh, collage that looks like they threw together with an iPhone yeah. app. There's something about it, though, that it's like, I it's it's our franchise, and I like it. Because it harkens back to like watching the Star Wars Force Awakens DVDs. And you're looking at how they brought on like fans of like the people in the R2-D2 like, build groups were actually working on the R2-D2 that was used in the film. And you're like, oh, they're like drawing from their fan base and incorporating them in the making of the new movie. And you're kind of like watching that like, God damn it. Like, I kind of <laughs> wish that had happened a little bit with Ghostbusters. It's cool that we all went to the Sony Picture Studios and then we got to see the trailer. And they've been really great to us, especially like guys like Adam Nori and the stuff with his daughter Harper. Um, if you've been watching that on Facebook, like just reaching out and being kind to the fans has been awesome but would you look at stuff like this coming out like i guess they need a slimer consultant they, they need, need to bring someone. somebody on staff we're volunteering who could keep here's this is what i'm putting out there if anybody at sony marketing is listening or whoever approves all whoever approves just somebody it takes it takes a germ of an idea to blossom into something i'm creating right now Sony Pictures, Vice President of Slimer Consulting Consultancy. I'm just making up a position. Yeah, um, yeah. Give, give us one. Of, give one of us this, this thing. We need it. It's fine. I mean, we've seen stuff like this before when the original DVDs came out, and they have the image from Part Two on the first cover, and 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 the, you know, vice versa. And it's not a big deal at all. It, it actually, like Abby yeah, said, nobody really. Does. It's kind of endearing. Like I'm waiting for like. I'm waiting for Vigo to end up on the Ghostbusters one cover. And like that's what, <laughs> like in place of Winston though. <laughs> oh my god, Vigo's now, driving. Honestly, honestly, like we're it is kind of annoying that they keep leaving Winston off of everything. Like that's yeah. terrible. I mean, I feel like at this point, Ernie Hudson's just like fuck Ghostbusters. Like they don't well, put him. Like Ernie Hudson has been so good to fans and he yeah. goes to so many conventions and he's super nice and he, goes he wears to so many his... dinners with you. Yeah, he go you know, he goes to dinners with the Ghostbusters. He dresses in his outfit and his uniform. He's super he's a super good guy and he's he's super awesome with the fans. Oh, but they can't put him on fucking anything. Like well, what is a, happening? There was an interview with him recently when he was talking about the promotions for the thirtieth anniversary last year. And, you know, he was the one – when they were doing the screenings at the theaters all around, he was the one showing up and, and being part of the promotional events. And 
he basically was like, look, when they first put out the movie, my part was cut fairly significantly in the script. And this was a vehicle for the, the, the you know, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis. And even though it bummed me out, I came, you know, I accepted it for what it was and whatever. But now they're doing the 30th anniversary and he's showing up to these events and they put out new posters for the movie, the re-release, and they still left him out. And he yeah. was just like, come on, man. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm part of this movie and I am like the connection between, you know, like Jake just said, the, the fans and, and the in the franchise. Like, he is the one doing the conventions yeah, and doing the, the appearances. Yeah, the figurehead at this point, right? And uh, it's messed up. He's in the movie. There is four Ghostbusters, and he should be part of the promotional material. Yeah. Actually, the promotional material for a DVD release should not have any pictures of the Ghostbusters. It should just be a black case with the mm. logo on it. Yeah. That's what I want. But if we're yeah. going to get a picture collage, try to include Ernie Hudson, one-fourth of the team. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, to tag that, there was also news of a new release of real Ghostbusters on DVD, but there wasn't a whole lot of details, just that there was going to be 50 episodes put out in a new DVD release. And some people were kind of saying that's kind of weird, but this kind of stuff happens all the time. They've already released a couple volumes of real Ghostbusters on DVD all um, of that, are, that are out of print now. And yeah, yeah, and then the complete series was released. But you know with the new movie coming out, there's going to be updated releases. Yeah, like maybe maybe it will be. Uh, I, I saw someone was hoping for like maybe a um, remastered version, or maybe they'd go in and play with the sound a little bit. And yeah. uh, I honestly don't care if they do that or not. I just like that it's coming back out. Yeah, it's if, if Ghostbusters is relevant, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cool guys. Well, let's wrap it up there. Um, there's a lot more to go over in the next couple weeks. Uh, do you guys have any final closing thoughts? Things you need to get off your chest before we wrap this up. I'm good, man. I'm just excited to be talking about Ghostbusters as much as we have been, and I'm really looking forward to the next episode. No. Yeah, man. Bring me all your Slimers. Bring me your crazy collage uh, covers of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 special DVD releases. I will take them. I will spend all my money on them. Um, just one quick note on merchandise stuff. The Cryptozoic uh, Ghostbusters trading card set is scheduled to come out uh, the first week of May. Um, we know Craig's song. I'm very excited. The autograph list has been updated again as of today. Ivan Reitman has an autograph card in the series, as well as something I'm very excited about. Jake, you ready for this? Oh, man. Let's hear it. Jason Reitman as Brownstone Boy. Inscription autograph that says, My dad says you guys are full of crap. <laughs> so, I'm really happy, man. Sometimes these. That's amazing. And sometimes these trading card sets, they put them out, and the autograph list sucks. And it's just like none of the main characters. And what we've gotten at this point for this set. We have everybody but Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver and, of course, Harold Ramis. So um, kudos to Cryptozoic. They're kicking ass. And, uh, yeah, we are going to do oh, man. live box breaks. box breaks. For sure. We're doing a Get video. Get ready, y'all. Yeah. Hold up, Mr. Lover. Like Prince said, you're a sexy mother. Well, uh, I like them real wild. B-boy style by the mile. Smooth black skin with a smile. Bright as the sun. I want to have some. Fun, come and give me some of that yum yum chocolate chip honey dip. Can I get a